One Shot Questers is a Dungeons and Dragons themed podcast for mature audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode's description. Everyone, what's up? Uh, Trevor Knights over at the Patreon. Um, uh, so far, we only got one person here. Thank you, Leah, for uh, supporting us. I appreciate you greatly. Uh, but hopefully, the, I'll be able to see more and more of you guys soon. But hey, let me let me tell you a little bit about my life and what's been going on. Uh, my computer t- turned into dust. That was really cool. Apparently, uh, Alice, a light fixture turned to dust as well. She totally saved this really awesome worldwide guy as well. And uh, these salt shakers uh, from Evan also turned to dust as well. And then, you know, Liam, the, the thing that turned to dust was his rental car. Man, I don't know about Liam right now. He's he's. Do, do we want to stay with him? I, you know, I should have probably say this because he's, he's funding this at the moment. Okay. So um, what happened was, is after all of these things started happening, you know, the, the Avengers kind of got together and then we went to this retirement home where Liam was, was reached out by this old lady saying that her dead husband was haunting her. And we found out that to be true. That, that was insane. We thought the ghost was causing the building to dismantle and become dust, you know? It it was crazy. Total true story. This actually happened. We were all there, right? As this was going on, we we saved everyone. It was fantastic. But you know me, I couldn't save myself. And you know what I did? I turned into a freaking ferret, fell into a pit, Now I'm under like in this like underground subway area and now I'm facing these, these insects that turned into some form of creature. And if I do anything, I'm going to die. And now I got to try to find a way to tell my party I'm in trouble and they shouldn't open up a passage for me. Otherwise, everyone else is going to be in trouble. All right. uh, Cool. Um, Yeah, we'll see you guys in the next uh, Patreon list. Leah, I appreciate your support. And Liam, please, please continue funding me. I'm sorry. It's just I got to speak my mind sometimes. I think you understand that. But anyway, uh, See you later, Trevor uh, Trevor Knights. Uh, Trevor out. Welcome back to Monsters in the Mist, where ordinary people receive extraordinary powers. I am Duke Davis, and I am playing the fun-loving streamer personality, loving of a ferret person thing, Trevor Anderson, who possesses the power of the player's handbook. And right now he's in deep trouble because he is a ferret and he is underground facing off a danger that could potentially kill him. We're, we're going to find out. Will will he finally figure out who his true love is during this time? Will it be Alice or will it be Liam? We're going to find out. <laughs> when did, wait, whoa, wait. Hello, my name is Tori. I am a queer neurodiverse creator from Australia. Um, and I am playing Alice Carroll, who is an up-and-coming dancer. Um, 
who um really really likes Trevor but um has maybe made a couple of mistakes along the way and put her career ahead of him. Whoopsie doodle. Dang. Yeah, that's me. That's Alice. Oh, and I embody the powers of Peter Pan. Um, I'm Reed from Reed Source Book. My character is Liam Beck, who is a fake medium who is currently going through a huge existential crisis right now and is not doing well. Um, and he uh, he was lent the powers of the Norns or the Norse fates, which I guess apparently some people on YouTube has let us know that uh, we're leaning into the more Greek mythology of it, but I don't care. We're too far in at this point. So they're, they're Norse fates and they're using the Greek iconography. So iconography. <laughs> um, imagery. Iconography. There it is. Iconography. Before we get too far into it, um, just like Evan's age being a running joke, we started to realize as we were editing these episodes that Andrew said a different YouTube name almost. <laughs> it's Reed Sourcebook. It is now officially and forever and will always be Reed's Sourcebook. He's great. He's really good. Check him out. Yeah, his shorts have been killing it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Hello. My name is Matthew Gonzalez, Matt Gonzalez, Maddie G, or Mad Attack. That's a new um, one. And I am. Pl- <laughs> that's actually one from my childhood. And fifth grade people also called me Pastry Bear, but that's another story for another time. Oh. And I play. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's true. Um, I want to hear more about that story later. The, <laughs> the wonderful and 17 year old Evan Drake, child of the foster care system, found himself in this mess has now been attached to the mythos of the ugly duckling and is now incredibly handsome and also found out his foster mom's kind of like an Aunt May from the new Spider-Man thing. So I got that going for me, but we'll see what happens in this next episode. G'day guys, my name's Michael. I'm the dead Aussie gamer and I am the master of ceremonies, which is means that I have to put up with all this. We don't call you Daggy for nothing. So anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you now across the realms and into our world, Dunspot, a realm shrouded in mist and mystery where ordinary people granted extraordinary powers try to live their day-to-day lives. We find ourselves back in the city, outside of an old retirement home in which, well, at least what remains of the old retirement home, as a series of collapses has occurred, causing the building itself to fall to ruin and rubble surrounding our heroes, who had come in search of another one of the mythoses, hopefully belonging to the monster manual, so that it may be returned and balance and peace be restored. Thanks to the efforts of our heroes, there were no casualties as the buildings collapsed. Uh, Evan ended up getting uh, many of the people out with the aid of the ugly duckling uh, guiding a a very nurturing hand to and from, while Alice, with the flight bestowed upon them by Peter Pan, was able to evacuate people from a number of rooms. Liam was crushed by the ceiling. (laughs) And uh, with needed, needed some rescuing. And uh, Trevor, with the, uh, with the power of the monk and a few others, was able to also evacuate a few individuals. But in a last-ditch effort to save and risk himself uh, for the last few of uh, the people trapped within, 
uh, ended up falling into a sinkhole, collapsing not only under the building, but below the streets themselves, where indeed he finds himself confronted by a swarm of cockroaches, which have taken on the form of a giant beetle-like creature that begins to move with a single-minded unison towards Trevor within the dark. We start on the surface of the street, as Alice, you standing uh, before the spot where Trevor was once standing, uh, you hear a voice come from behind you. Right, well, your friend's dead, clearly. Um, um, uh, ice cream? Oh. So Peter Pan is standing beside you as you are just looking in disbelief at what has just happened. Your friend, your companion, maybe, you know, be a friend, friend. Uh, has fallen underneath a giant pile of rubble into the freaking earth. You know, uh, that one of those moments where, where something just really terrible has just happened and she's just f- frozen to the ground. Kind of everything, her whole body kind of just feels like, like it's not actually physically there. And she turns to Peter. He's not dead. No, no, he can't be dead. That's not, this is not, this is not... This is not how this ends. This is not how this ends. This is not how his story ends. Peter Peter looks at you and he says, Look, love, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, as far as I can tell, he he was there one second, he's gone the next. Alice is just shaking her head. She's just, no. No, I won't. I won't accept that. No, I I will not lose another friend. Um, and Alice is gonna fly above where like the everything's collapsed and kind of try and hover above it to see if I can like see any gaps, see if I can, she's, I'm gonna like, and she's gonna call for Trevor, Alice is gonna call out Trevor's name. As you do so, you move uh, running over to where the rubble is. You take that leap into the air with that confidence, but you do not fly. You land hard Ooh. as you hit the ground. As this happens, Liam, you were pulled out uh, earlier on and managed to get clear of the uh, the major collapse. And Evan, you were you were over by the paramedics, but you do see you did see what happened, though you did not necessarily see Trevor get drawn under. You do, however, see Alice there shouting Trevor's name, looking towards the rubble. It does not take you long to figure out what has happened. I mean, I think right now Liam is sitting on the ground just completely dejected. He tried to help and everything that he did just ended up causing him pain. Even him bringing everyone there caused everyone to get into major pain and turmoil. And so he's kind of in self-pity mode right now and he's just sitting there and as she's digging through the rubble, he's just going to quietly say, Alice, stop. It's He's not there. He's He's under everything. If he survived, it's a miracle. And then Evan just kind of looks at Alice and uh, Liam. And he's like, you guys are the only friends I got left. No one back home recognizes who I am. Not even Elaine. And at this point, I don't really care if I die. I'm going to try and find him. And you guys are welcome to come with me if you'd like. Hearing the voice of, of Liam and Evan, Alice, it's almost drowned out by just your the focus that you feel in your body as you are also, you know, like calling out to Trevor and the like. Your voice carries like a thin thrum into the earth as we go down beneath the streets. As we do so, Trevor, 
you are confronted by this giant swarming mass of twisting cockroaches. That's for you. Thank you. I didn't hear it over Discord, but the listeners will most likely get all of that. Yeah. And I'm so well, happy. Well, then that's for the I, listeners. I appreciate Discord uh, cutting that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, you, we always love the DAG sound effects. They are always just creepy enough. I heard them. <laughs> Trevor is in a weasel body, first of all, or, or a ferret body, excuse me. You're excused. Staring at all of these cockroaches. He's got a couple things going through his mind. One, I should fireball this. Two, he's scared what the cockroaches will do if he provokes an attack because he is alone. Three, if he fireballs it, he doesn't know if there's like any, any type of like leaky gas pipes or anything under here. So that just might explode just all of Dunsport if that happens. And we don't want that to happen. Four... He is trying to get a hold of PB and he's going to go with option four. He's going to be like, hey, uh, PB, squeak, squeak, here, squeak, or squeak. <laughs> uh, as you say this, uh, manifesting, of course, is PB, who uh, actually appears to be about, uh, well, relative to your current size is how big PB is. So he's a little larger than a small ferret. As he turns around, he says, yes, you have summoned. Wait, what the hell has happened here? <laughs> Uh, hi, uh, oh, oh, you, you, we're, we're smaller. Yes, yes, I, evidently it seems as though that's exactly what's happened. We are very small indeed. Hey, um, uh, you don't have a physical body, do you? You can, you can go through, like, objects, solid-like objects, correct? Oh, yes, solid objects, but other mythoses, no, very, very much, uh, real bodies and, and, and all okay, that. Okay, okay, yeah, so... Here's what we need to do. I need your Sorry, help. I need you to- Real quick, why are you a ferret? That, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. First of all, the issue is we got, I believe, that is a rust monster in front of us. By Joe, so it is. It's like one of those eye puzzles, you know, if you have to look at it with a squinty eye and you yes. can see it. It yes. is indeed a rust monster. Uh, now kill it. I can't do that right now because if I am alone, I am alone. We are one person. If I attack that, you are going to be finding a new hero. We don't want that to happen, do we? Don't answer that question. All right. So I need you to go to the surface and I need you to tell everyone else to not open up any way to find me. Otherwise, these creatures are going to get out and it's going to cause a mess of all of Dunsport. Can you do that? Yes, I can do that. But but you just said that you can't beat these things. Yeah. Oh, it's one of these. Oh, you're being a hero. I see. I see what no, you're trying no, no, to say no, here. I'm not. I'm not trying to do this by myself. Self sacrifice. No. I knew you had it no, in you. PB, no, PB. No. no, listen. Even though, as cool as it would be, as Alice and Leia would just. Oh, I, I, I'm not going to get into that. Actually, um. So what? Just, just go up there. Got to tell them what's going on. I'm going to hide in the rocks as a ferret. And hope for the best. Ah, I see. The coward's way out. Very well. Okay. I will go and tell the others that you are in peril. Don't tell them I'm a coward. Gosh, take it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to look at the rust monster. And I, as a fair, I'm going to kind of shimmy into the rocks, try to find a little opening to hide in. Uh, all right. Let's go with a stealth check as you attempt to try and find a hiding sp space. Oh, that was a five and a six for an 11, baby. Ooh, nice. All right, you definitely find a place. Whew, I needed that. These cockroaches disassemble and start to move into the rubble. 
as they try to search you out, you hear them scratching, moving, clawing, and shifting their weight. The sound of their wings rubbing against each other as they start to get closer and closer. Ugh. As a ferret, Trevor's going to close his eyes, put his paw over his mouth, and like hold his breath. You, you, they do not seem to find you yet. Meanwhile, on the surface, as the digging is commencing and stuff like that, some of the fire service people, a, a large, um, you know, sort of like a, lar a large, um, you know, sort of Asian looking individual, big uh, muscular woman sort of comes up and says, look, you, you, you can't be here. It's, it's all unstable. We need to get a crew here. I, I know you might have someone who's down there, but, but we can't help them like this. And you can see that uh, Evan, this person is trying to like sort of pull you back. Uh, you can see another couple of firefighters are making their way over towards uh, Alice as well. Liam, yeah, there's already a stretcher and a gurney that's come out to kind of get you and put you on top of it as well. But as they they move to grab hold of uh, of Alice, Alice, you see PB's D20. Hello there. <laughs> oh my God. If you're here, if you're here, does that mean that... That Trevor's okay? Oh, yes. No, Trevor's alive. Is he down there? Yes, he is. But he has informed you to leave him be. Yes. If you tear a hole here, uh, then there are the creatures, which we've learnt and discovered that they are indeed rust monsters, uh, will be unleashed upon Dunfort and likely turn not just one building, but all buildings into a similar state of disrepair. Oh, we can't. Uh, we, 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 we can't just leave Trevor down there. Oh, don't worry. Trevor is a ferret. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but it seems as though Trevor's got a plan. Um, I can pass a message back to him. But other than that, that's the only thing I've got. You're just getting tired of this. I'm shaking. <laughs> oh, no. It's because I'm Alice. laughing. And it's getting higher <laughs> as I'm laughing. Alice is going to look at, at Trevor and Liam and just, we... We, we, we can't just leave him. Maybe there, there has to be another way that we can get down there and, and help. Trevor, we need to find who belongs to this mythos. How do we, how do, we do that? How do we, how do we find him? Or oh, them, yes, or we, we, we found, we, we, we think we found the, uh, the, the person who's um, responsible for this uh, rust monster. Who? Where? It's a, it's a swarm of cockroaches. It's not a person. The mythos... For this does not belong to a, a human. It belongs to a bunch of cockroaches. Oh yes, yes. There was no. There was never a, a, a thing that said that only humans got to um, possess mythos. It seems as though uh, cockroaches were the ones who came into contact with the mythos of the rust monster and uh, have fulfilled its desire to consume all metal. Okay, so how are we meant to stop? The rust monsters, if we cannot get to the rust monsters. Look, I, I know a lot of things. Uh, most of them are things in the player's handbook. How to excavate your friends is not a rule in my system. Is, okay. I mean, if it was Trevor, I could give him a burrow speed. Uh, down there, where where exactly is, is it, is it a, are there pipes? Is it a tunnel? Is he literally just in the ground? Like, what does it oh, look no, like? Oh, no, there's a, there's a shore, and then it, it's, it's come down in the shore, and the creature and him are both in it. Surely we could find a manhole to get it down into the sewer and then seal it back up. I, I don't see what finding a date would have to do with anything <laughs> right now, but, I mean, if you if you really need to, then... Oh, shit, what's the time? <laughs> what is the time? Uh, it is uh, close to 6 p.m. Oh, what time was I meant to be at the club? Uh, about 7. Decisions, decisions, Alice. <laughs> you get to go on a date. 
Fred just going to let your friend die. <laughs> as, as I said, as I said to PB, PB only knows what's in the player handbook, and unfortunately, manholes are not in that list. Um, can, uh, Alice is going to get up off of the ground and just say, uh, like to PB, tell Trevor we will find a way. We will find a way to get to him without letting out the rust monsters. We we will just stay hidden. We we will, we will find a way. Yes, yes. All, all right, I, I I will do that. Alice is gonna kind of take a few like deep breath and she's gonna uh, stand herself up, kind of brush herself off a little bit, and she's gonna start investigating the area around. To As see you start it. to investigate, you are immediately tackled to the ground. Three fire service people. Uh, who have told you to get away from the very hazardous area, and you've started talking to yourself, have uh, have decided to take it upon themselves to restrain you and take you out of this hazardous situation. Look, for those of you who are in emergency services, we get it. So, uh, if you want to, you may try and resist them, but they are trying to help. Um, Evan, while that is happening, are you going with the uh, the the emergency person that's got you? Um, so I guess I want to know: Are these like hot firefighters? Or are they just kind of average <laughs> firefighters? Are they calendar worthy? Mm. Uh, this one, this one's a, she. She's a solid nine. Oh. Okay, cool. Because I am Evan Drake, and I'm kind of you know. <laughs> Hot. Got some looks going on. I'm gonna try and persuade her to leave us alone because we look like we got it taken care of. You know, you're gonna seduce the firewall. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yes. Hey, we might not know anything about excavating, but look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I might be looking for a manhole, but I'm also looking for. Don't say it. No, don't finish that. Don't. Finish I'm not gonna. That. Finish <laughs> Fine. <laughs> wow. Love is what I was gonna say. Love. Anyway, so Evan he turns around, he looks at the firewoman, and he goes, "Hey, <laughs> I know we look like we're not following the rules, and that's because we aren't. <laughs> but uh, we are actually private investigators. I know. Don't freak out." We're just investigating something that's going on. And I give her like a wink and then like some finger guns. I'm like, <laughs> and then like one more wink and then like one more finger gun. <laughs> make a, make a convinced check and tell me what you'd like to add to Evan this. just doesn't know when to stop winking and finger gunning. <laughs> and finger gun. Yeah. It just keeps us like, no, yes, maybe one more. <laughs> maybe uh, it'll work this one more, time. One, one more finger gun. Nice, yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> this one's gonna do it. <laughs> Not okay. convinced yet? So, I got a five, but I'm gonna add calm emotions, maybe? Because she's probably stressed out that everything's going on. Sure, sure, sure. You, you can okay. give off the aura of calm as well. And uh, then I'm going to use uh, parkour, because I'm... <laughs> Some pretty cool finger guns. <laughs> no. <laughs> but have you seen the dexterity of his hands, though? Oh, I mean, look at this. Like, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> whisper parkour every time you do it. The deck will give it to you. <laughs> parkour, 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 parkour. Somehow or another, you feel as though you feel as though your uh, your pure seduction is slipping away. <laughs> All right, what's your total? <laughs> Oh, six. <laughs> six. Okay. Well, unfortunately for the emergency services, they are not swooned by, by your finger guts. You didn't want we'll, too many finger guts, bro. It's one too many. Uh, I'm and they will, like, cramp up. 
<laughs> yeah, just like oh, yeah. my finger guns. cramp, finger cramp. Uh, <laughs> All right, dexterity. <laughs> you make your way. You make your way. Uh, I'm mean, sorry. Do you do you follow her? Do you do you want to resist? She 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 she's not taking you like. She's not arresting you or anything. She's literally taking you to go get checked out by a doctor. I resist. All right. <laughs> do you just run off or do you like knock her over? What do you do? I get my hands away from her and I go to grab Tori. Who? Uh, okay. That's not going to require a check at all. You oh, run sorry. across. I go to grab Alice. 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 I go to grab Alice. My no, bad. no. You, I've heard you. You get on a flight <laughs> to Melbourne. You just pull Tori out of existence. Like, just like, <laughs> Tori, get in here. <laughs> Come on, get out. Could you imagine if she just disappeared off camera just then? Yeah. Just appear in Matt's house. Hello. Holy crap. Hey. All right. So, save so much in airfare. Oh, sorry. so much. You uh oh my god. Yeah, you uh, you push uh, you push the uh, the firewoman away and begin to make your way across. Uh moving across the rubble. Below you can hear Trevor like the sound of the earth uh, unsettling as Evan is running across it towards Tori. Tori, there's again three firefighters that are on top of you trying to like, well basically two are trying to grab your legs, another have like sort of hooked under your arm. They're trying to just escort you off the uh, off the rubble. Uh, and as this happens, all of a sudden, uh, one of them gets clipped at the back of the knee by uh, by Evan as uh, as Evan then grabs a hold of you and pulls you. Now, they're not holding you forcefully, right? Like, they're trying to help. Yeah. So as soon as someone yanks you away, they're going to let go. There's not, you know, like, yeah, they're not going to play tug of war with an injured person. Uh, and so you're, so you're, you're now pulled, you're now pulled towards Evan um, what the two? What do you, the two of you do as you are now being shouted at by the emergency <laughs> services? Alice is just gonna look at the emergency service people and be like, "Jesus fucking Christ, I'm going, I'm going," and we'll go with Evan. Evan, where are you going? <laughs> I'm just like, leave us alone. I'm gonna. <laughs> Okay, go Liam, what are, you, what are you doing at this point? <laughs> um, I mean, I was, I, you said that there was a stretcher for me, right? Yeah, yeah, gurneys come out, there's a couple of, like, nurses, they've kind of, like, unless you resist, they're gonna lift you up onto the gurney. Liam's not gonna resist. Liam has two broken legs, he's probably gonna be in a wheelchair for a bit of time. He is, he is not gonna resist, he might be trying to get some googly eyes on some of the are, are either of the nurses attractive uh, actually yeah um so daniel uh who is your nurse here uh he is a solid 10 <laughs> amy is a six a amy's amy's like amy's got that milkshake charm like you know like the one that you go to like the milkshake bars and you like sit down next to you, you have a milkshake and you like you know so as as they're getting as they're they're putting liam onto the stretcher liam is gonna look at daniel and be like Hey Daniel, uh, that that Amy, I'm a little delirious, probably. Have you ever have you ever considered you two? You should, you know she she looks uh she she looks like she'd be a great mother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam is great under pressure with two broken legs right now. Oh yeah, the, you you realize at this point they've put him on morphine. Um, so. <laughs> I feel great. Just, I don't. I don't feel my toes. But you know what? I don't. They, you know. You know. You know what? These these two are champions. They're 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 they smile at you. They they strike up a conversation. <laughs> um, they tell you about they tell you about a time that they actually did go on a date. Like no, you know, like there was it was like a it was like it was like a secret date that they did once. Like they went to they went bowling, 
And um, oh, that's so fun! You two. Uh, yeah, they 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 share this cute little day with you as they 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 put you there. Now, at this point in time, however, uh, as you're getting the good vibes from the morphine, you think the morphine takes a sudden turn. <laughs> as in front of you, you can now see a woman with stitched mouth, uh, big hood over its head, uh, large stitched arms with fingers made of needles that intertwine with uh, golden thread. Ah, uh, scary thread lady's back. I'm, I'm gonna start pointing. <laughs> I don't actually know how people react on morphine, so I so do know this comes from ignorance if I'm offending anyone who's ever been on morphine before. Ah, scary, <laughs> scary thread lady's back. She's here, she ruins things. Ah! <laughs> At this point, uh, they both look and they obviously see nothing. And they're just like, they're like, shit's okay, it'll be fine. Well, we'll get you to the hospital quickly. Uh, as this happens, you watch as she reaches down towards you. And with one of her long nails, stabs you in the leg. Oh! Oh, Thread Lady, stab me! Oh, look out, Adbarian is here, and I know your parents said not to spoil you, but I'm gonna spoil you anyways. With this episode's sponsor, OneShot Questers Patreon. Our content is made possible by the incredible Patreons who support us there. By becoming a Patreon, you'll gain access to awesome perks such as early content releases and ad and sponsorship-free viewing. Plus, you are my favorite. Don't tell the others. Also, plus, if you're hearing this ad, that means most, if not all of our episodes are available to listen on our Patreon page. So why wait? No, seriously, why are you waiting? Take the plunge and pledge to our $5 tier or higher, granting you immediate access to all of our fantastic episodes. Simply visit patreon.com slash oneshotquesters and you can also find a link in our description for easy access. Pledging is one of the best ways to show your support, so if you feel like we deserve it, go ahead and pledge today. And without further ado, let's get back to the show down underneath the city streets, hidden in a small dark cave. A little ferret friend is trying his best to try and stay quiet, to stay still, stay motionless, breathing halted, scraping feet. You can see them in the dark, moving, flashing in front of your eyes every now and then as they search tirelessly. One of the cockroaches crawls into the cave, little, little tiny alcove that you've made for yourself. It hasn't noticed you yet, but it crawls in. You feel its antenna looking around, searching the dark for something, when suddenly, it starts to shake. It twitches. The antennas vibrate. It is agitated. All of a sudden, you hear the rushing sound of these antenna, of these feet, uh, these, uh, whatever you call legs. Legs, that's it, that's the word. Uh, the legs <laughs> of these creatures. You call legs. As they, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I knew what I was meant. Anyway, uh, you hear the sounds of the cockroach legs in the thousands rushing immediately out. The rubble shakes from how quickly they move, and you hear the, vo the sounds of the scratching and scraping slowly fade into the distance, replaced instead by footsteps. Oh, don't you. No. From the silence, you hear... Mr. Anderson, you can come out now. PB, if you can hear me at all, dude, shit just got more wild. Hello! Oh, Show up! Ah! Oh. 
Oh, sorry, you startled me there. I'm going to put my hand, like, my bare hand over, like, where I assume his mouth would be. You know we're telepathic. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot. I screamed out loud, didn't I? You, you did a little bit. Oh, crap. Uh, well, we're about to meet uh, the one controlling the cockroaches. Oh, no. They're not the cockroaches. It's not the cockroaches. No. It is the cockroaches. No, oh. it's not. No, it's something else. Well, that sounds very dangerous indeed. You should definitely, um, you know, barbarian up or something and take an axe to his head. Let's put that on hold right now. Let's hold that action. That's okay. Holding your action is not available in this. Unfortunately, that's a, oh. that's a Pathfinder thing. It's oh. a very strong contention. Yes, you can't hold your action. You can, you can, you can, you can definitely ready an action. Oh, oh, oh. You can't, you can't Let's hold Let's ready it. that action. Okay. And then if, I'll, I'll just tell you when, okay? Okay. Okay, okay. He pulls out a tiny sword. <laughs> Trevor just gives him the thumbs up. <laughs> just like a paperclip. <laughs> Trevor is going to crawl out of the little area that he's in. And as he gets his last foot out of there, he's going to start morphing out of the uh, ferret shape that he's in. And he's going to dispel the druid as he does it as well. And he's going to stand up and see who just talked to him and made the cockroaches go away. <laughs> As you emerge from the rubble, standing in the source, illuminated by a single flashlight that they hold in their hand, a man in a dulled gray suit with blue gloves and a fedora that is also gray. He is a very plain looking man. In fact, even now and later on when you try to recount who this person is, the details are kind of fuzzy. Did he have brown hair, blonde hair, black hair, facial hair? You kind of find it hard to focus and remember what exactly this man looks like. But all you remember is he is a very average-looking Caucasian man. Quite an impressive feat, Mr. Anderson. Surviving the fall of an entire building like that. Yeah, it's also an impressive feat for you to be able to control a monstrosity of insects. He looks around at, his, at the ground and he says, Controlling insects. Fascinating. I mean, I would honestly say that a can of bug spray is all that one needs to really get what they need, but you speak as though uh, you're familiar with people that have peculiarities. That's good. That'll make this a lot simpler. I don't control insects, Mr. Anderson. I belong to a group of individuals, vested individuals, here to protect the city of Dunsport from individuals who, well, control insects and survive building collapses. I'm going to have you come with me just for a few questions. I have a car waiting. Wait, so you, you, you hunt us? Hunt is such an ugly word. We just make sure that People like yourselves don't bring harm to those who, let's say, are asleep in the city. Oh, man. This is... Trevor, Trevor's just in shock right now. Just, he never would have thought that there would have been someone, a group out there that would be hunting us, people who do have these powers. And now his mind is going through so many other things because... Right, uh, Trevor just outs himself, obviously, but at the same time, he doesn't want to say anything or do anything or even escape right now because he doesn't want to lead to his friends who could potentially be attacked as well. So Trevor is in this back and forth 
at the moment. As as Trevor seems to be stuck in in this state of shock, looking at uh, this man, he the the dude the man's like turned around. He looks like he's trying to walk, but then stops and realizes you haven't moved. You do not require time, Mister Anderson, to consider your choices. These are not really choices, more formalities in terms of your next actions. I know you must be concerned, having only just recently endured quite a harrowing escape. But harrowing escapes are, of course, a matter of perspective. He reaches down, he pulls out a mobile phone, starts to call a number. As he does so, he listens to it for a few seconds, and then throws it over to you. Catch it. As you catch it, you hear the voice of Liam talking about a scary needle lady as uh, you then hear him uh, getting stabbed in the leg and him making the, 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 the noise of, of, of what is it initially pain. We cut back for the moment to Liam. No, as, no. Uh, medics are not actually. <laughs> no, the firefighters and medics are with them. No. How could Daniel and Amy betray me this way? I loved them. <laughs> they were like family. Uh, <laughs> they were family to do. They were family uh, to me. <laughs> All right. As you feel the needles jab into your leg, all of a sudden you watch as threads start to get ripped out of your thighs by these needles. As this happens, your legs are healed. <laughs> so uh, She's trying Liam's, to save you. Liam's screams of panic are going to change very suddenly. Ah! Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> hey! Hey! Still still in the state of euphoria. He's going to look at he's going to look at the nurses. Daniel, Amy, I appreciate everything that you've done. I'm going to move over and stand up as quickly as I can. They they will not. They'll they'll as you go to get up, they they say, "No, sir, you you've just been in an accident. No, we need to check you it's out." It's fine. It's it's fine. I needle lady fixed me. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Look, guys, guys, I appreciate everything you done for me. I got to go. I got to go help my as friends. As you're saying this, they you see the Norn stretching out the uh the threads to make a window. You've seen this before. This is a vision of the future. She is standing at the end of the gurney where your feet are between both Amy and Daniel. The image is of you by the ambulance getting pulled beside the ambulance rather than into it by Amy and Daniel before Daniel pulls out a gun and shoots you in the head. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I'm gonna look at Daniel. So they, they're now going, no, no, sir, sir, listen, you, you're, 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 you're delirious. There's, we've just put a bunch of morphine in you. Um, we just need to get you to the hospital as quickly as we can. Da Daniel. Why? Uh, because you've been in a terrible accident. No, 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 accident. no, 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 no. You shut, you shut up. Why? Amy, are you in on this? You too. You two aren't paramedics at all. When you, okay, when you say that, they both look at each other and their demeanor immediately drops. You do not see the, their pleasant paramedic kind of look, but it fades to a different look. Uh, Trevor, you are, you are listening to this on the other side of the phone. Trevor's going to look up, put the phone down. He's going to look at the person, whoever's in front of him, and he's going to be like, leave my friends alone. And mentally, I mean, scrap the barbarian. Give me the druid. We're going to bring this rubble down. And I'm going to cast 
the eighth level spell earthquake. Oh, oh shit. shit. Are we still right. standing on top of the rubble? All right. Um, We've backed up because we're finger gunning. I mean, but we've yeah. onto the rubble. We'll, co- we'll come right, to that. Right, I love did. that. <laughs> yes. A million times yes. Okay. As you say this, and PB is just in his, you know, regular form going, yes, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to you need to manifest the druid. So okay. however you would like to, please manifest the druid. In his in Trevor's mind, he tells PB, give me the druid at full power. And as that happened, the the druid starts to grow like his normal stuff. Like you see like the tree branches and like uh, the leaves and vegetation vegetation starting to grow on him, but then it starts to expand more and more. Almost like it's one of those things where it's in Dragon Ball Z or Naruto, like when people power up, their hair gets like more and more wild. And so, like, that's what's happening with the druid right now. Like, there's more vegetation, more branches, more vines coming out. And as it's doing it, it's starting to like move around the room. And it has this like red aura around just for this anger that Trevor is feeling and as these vines and everything's moving around like he's not going to cause like an earthquake but what he's trying to tell the vines and everything is to start shaking everything around back on the surface Alice and Evan you are backing up from these two paramedics the paramedics are uh basically like you can't stand on there it's 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 entirely unstable you're, you're gonna hurt yourself as this sort of happens you can see that the mythos of the duckling Seems to be, uh, seems to quickly run up Evan's body and hides just kind of like in your shirt. You could feel the duckling is afraid. At this point, uh, Peter also kind of manifests a, uh, look, Alice, I, uh, I don't know, these, 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 these blokes here, they, aren't they a little bit, you know, on uh, the fit side, eh? For paramedics and whatnot? Uh, can I do some form of like, uh, like investigation, kind of like looking at these the paramedics because obviously the only thing i've noticed wrong about them is that they're trying to get me to leave which kind of feels normal can i do some form of check to be like to see if that something seems off to me yeah let's do an investigate a vibe check if you will a nine your investigation exposes you to danger which means you do indeed notice that there's something wrong with them every one of these paramedics or every one of these firefighters should i say because you got the firefighters have guns um alice She's not really going to acknowledge Peter. She doesn't want to, I guess, come across more so like she's talking to someone that isn't there. (laughs) Uh, Alice is just going to grab Evan's hand and and she's just going to look at these firefighters and be like, so sorry, we we lost a friend. It's it's been really hard. We'll we'll absolutely we we will get out of the way. Um, And she's going to start with Evan and she's going to look at Evan just like in her eyes. She's like something's fucking wrong and it's gonna start to kind of like get off the rubble but she's trying to like go around the firefighters rather than like towards them they'll let you go around them but they'll walk beside you if that makes sense they won't they're not not too close but as you move past them they then walk you know in tandem with you also away from the rubble um i'm not gonna let go of um evan i'm holding on to evan i want to try and get uh a little bit more towards uh, where Liam is. You can see Liam uh, over by a couple of paramedics who, uh, at this point, you can see Liam kind of has gone from like, you know, sort of like talking to them and being chill. Uh, he, you see that he's seen something and you can see his face and his demeanor has changed. And he seems to be starting to like point and like very aggressively speaking with the two paramedics. 
And the paramedics, again, also kind of give you that heebie-jeebie vibe. Evan also sensing this danger, like the, the, the feeling of scaredness from the duck and also Alice's look in the eye. Evan kind of like squeezes Alice's hand back to kind of signal like, I know, like I understand. And Evan's going to look around. And if this is okay, Evan's going to look at Alice. And he says, guns on three. So, so gonna, to clarify, clarify, you're saying this to Alice quietly so that they don't hear you call for their guns? Exactly. Let's make a stealth check as you guys are trying oh. to... Uh, as you guys, <laughs> as you guys are trying to grab the guns before they notice. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and Liam has a front row seat to all of this. I rolled a six, but I'm gonna use sense threat. That's definitely working for you. Protective big brother. Uh, yep, I'll allow that because you are including Allison on this plan. So that takes me to a six plus two. That takes me to an eight, and I'd like to use fights bullies. I don't mind that one. Gotta get one more. Okay. And, oh, I'm so and how about calm emotions? Because I'm holding on to her and like calming her as well to get us ready for this plan of attack. Sure. I'll allow it. Okay. Yes. So that's 10. Yes. I think. <laughs> you managed to uh, reach out and try to grab the guns. They do not notice you as you go and you grab hold of it. Alice, you're doing this in tandem as well. What'd you get for your stealth? A 12. Whoa! Freaking yes. let's go. <laughs> All right. The two of you, the two of you reach out and you grab guns from these guys. Immediately, again, same thing. The demeanor almost fades immediately. As you go grab the guns and you hold them out there, there are two other firefighters there. And immediately as you've grabbed the uh, the guns from these dudes, they've gone to reach for their guns. This is as uh Liam, when you are accusing Daniel, Daniel looks like he's gonna reach for a gun. But then suddenly hears the commotion that Alice and Evan are doing. And instead of reaching for the gun, he turns for a blind moment. What do you want to do? I'm going to kick him in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Couldn't run or um, something, but no, kick him in the back of the head. With your new legs. <laughs> with my biotically stitched up legs, except for they're just human legs. We're going to go toe to toe on this one. So on, toe to toe as you try to kick him in the back of the head. That's a seven. Okay. So I'm going to kick him in the back of the head in order to... to to escape and dodge cover, yeah. Okay, so as as Daniel's reaching for his gun and looking at aiming at Liam, the commotion draws his attention, and Liam, you twist uh, over to the side and with one swift kick, hit Daniel in the back of the head, which is enough to push him away from that side of the gurney, allowing you to tip it over and roll underneath the ambulance that you are now next to. You begin to crawl hand over hand till you get to the other side of it and take cover. And, uh, Daniel, realizing uh, what is going on, uh, move to try and uh, head you off, but just before they are able to do so, all of a sudden, like a wave rippling through the ground itself, the whole earth begins to shake. The, uh, the, the paramedics and the firefighters begin to lose their footing as all of a sudden, a split, bang, like a loud explosion separates from the ground. And this is where we're going to end the episode. Frick it. Guns in City Mist is awesome. Yep. I'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Monsters in the Mist has Michael as our MC, Tori as Alice Carroll, Andrew as Liam Beck, 
Matt as Evan Drake, and myself as Trevor Anderson. We want to give a heartfelt thank you to all of our patrons, especially Christian, Corrine, and Daedron. If you wish to further support Monsters in the Mist and unlock exclusive content, consider joining our Patreon community. Information will be in the show notes of the episode. Until we meet again, questers, fare thee well, and we will see you in the next episode. <laughs>